You're listening to the 1010 Podcast with Terry Johnson, daily devotion from Grace Point Church in Wichita, Kansas. All right, happy Friday and holy cow, welcome to March. Today is Friday, March 1st. I can't believe it. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with me on uh, this journey that we're taking. Say it all the time. Uh, Taking all the way to Easter as we dig in. Uh, We're looking into the book of John together. Our goal today, like every day, is that we can uh, read some scripture. We can figure out how it's going to apply to our lives. And then uh, we're going to take a few moments in prayer uh, there at the end. So uh, if you guys are ready, let's jump in. Today we're going to be looking at John chapter 7. Looking at verses 32 through 53. So if you're ready, let's uh, take a look together. It says this. The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about Jesus, and the chief priests and Pharisees sent guards to arrest him. Therefore, Jesus said, I'm still with you for a little while before I go to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you won't find me. And where I am, you can't come. The Jewish opposition asked each other, where does he intend to go that we can't find him? Surely he doesn't intend to go where people have been scattered and are living among the Greeks. He isn't going to teach the Greeks, is he? What does he mean when he says, you will look for me, but you won't find me, and where I am, you can't come? On the last day and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and shouted, All who are thirsty should come to me. All who believe in me should drink. As the scripture said concerning me, rivers of living water will flow out from within him. Jesus said this concerning the Spirit. Those who believed in him would soon receive the Spirit, but they hadn't experienced the Spirit yet since Jesus hadn't been glorified. When some in the crowd heard these words, they said, This man is truly the prophet. Others said, He's the Christ. But others said, The Christ can't come from Galilee, can he? Didn't the scriptures say the Christ comes from David's family and from Bethlehem, David's village? So the crowd was divided over Jesus. Some wanted to arrest him, but no one grabbed him. The guards returned to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked, Why didn't you bring him? The guards answered, No one has ever spoken the way he does. The Pharisees replied, Have you too been deceived? Have any of the leaders believed in him? Has any Pharisee? No, only this crowd which doesn't know the law and they are under God's curse. Nicodemus, who was one of them and had come to Jesus earlier, said, Our law doesn't judge someone without first hearing him and learning what he is doing, does it? They answered him, You're not from Galilee too, are you? Look it up and you will see that the prophet doesn't come from Galilee. They each went to their own homes. Hmm. So we're going to look at it uh, from a couple different ways if, you, if you're if you okay with this. The first one is uh, there's a question that I think when we look at this scripture just at face value, it's probably one of the most important questions that anyone could ever ask. And it's this one. Is Jesus the Christ? Is he the Messiah? The Messiah that uh, we have been promised. You know, as a kid, I remember assuming that Christ was just Jesus's last name, like his parents were Joseph and Mary Christ. But of course, I ultimately came to um, uh, the understanding that Christ is a title meaning Messiah. Uh, It means that in Hebrew and it means the anointed one in Greek. 
So when we get to the conclusion eventually, and John will tell us this eventually in John uh, in chapter 20, um, when we conclude that Jesus is the Christ, we are acknowledging that he is God's anointed Messiah. And so what that means is that um, we as Christians easily respond with a loud, yes, Jesus is the Christ. But the crowd that John describes, they have doubts. Now, for many, Jesus didn't fit their vision of what uh, the Messiah would do or look like. And we've seen this uh, a few times already. He was one. uh, He was from the wrong place. They knew him just as a man, Um, maybe a good man, maybe a teacher, but he was still just a man. And so the religious leaders of the day, um, of the crowd, they saw Jesus really as a troublemaker. And just very few of them really saw um, his works, his ministry, as the works or the ministry of um, the Messiah. See, when I think about this, I, I think that many people have rejected Jesus as the Messiah because he does not and did not fit the mold. And so I personally have to ask myself, how many times have I incorrectly relied on my preconceived notions and maybe ignored God's truth? And I pray daily that God will provide me the understanding that's necessary to follow his truth. So there's that part of it. There's that at just really the face value. But then there's something kind of hidden down towards the end. Uh, One of my favorite people in the New Testament, one of my favorite interactions um, that Jesus had was with the man Nicodemus. And we remember that story back from John chapter 3. And Nicodemus, who was a religious leader, had come to him. And then all of a sudden, he's reintroduced again here in verse 50. And then he says something when the um, the guards had returned uh, to the chief priests and to the Pharisees, and they are all asking, why, why didn't you bring him? And the guards answered, well, no one ever really talked about uh, the way that talked about the things that he does or has ever spoken the way he does. He's so eloquent in his speaking. He makes a lot of sense. He's connecting so many dots in our mind. And then the Pharisees reply, well, have you been deceived as well? Now, are there other leaders that believe him? Has any Pharisee? Because we need to find this out. Um, Because if it's just this crowd, then you all are under God's curse. And then all of a sudden, Nicodemus pipes up and he asks what I think is kind of a unique question. He says, well, our our law doesn't judge someone without first hearing him, right? Like we need to kind of let him kind of explain. continue to talk. And so we, our, our law will judge them after we hear them and learning what he is doing. And so we have this interaction and it's, it's probably one of my um, favorites when you kind of dig down into it, because it's really hard to be judgmental when you're trying to listen with um, compassion, with honesty, with sincerity, with fairness, In fact, uh, in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19, it says that everyone should be, you might know this, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Anytime that I officiate a wedding, I will say that verse uh, as part of their vows uh, for the couples. 
Essentially, it's saying we need to listen first before we judge. And so, uh, as the Pharisees were trying to judge Jesus without letting him have his say or even explain himself, um, this is kind of what's happening. They didn't want to hear his side of the story, but then Nicodemus, who is one of the Pharisees, he's one of the religious leaders, he speaks up and he says that, uh, according to our law, we cannot condemn people um, before hearing them, and we really need to find out what they have done. And so I find myself uh, many times judging someone, whether it's my my kids, my spouse, my neighbor, um, probably eat more easily, uh, the people that I would say are my enemy, the ones that I don't necessarily agree with. I find myself judging them without listening to their story first. And so I ask you, have you ever found yourself treating someone the same way the Pharisees treated Jesus? And I would imagine that a lot of us have. And so my challenge for you, for me, is that when we feel the urge to judge someone, we just stop and take a breath. We hold that breath if we need to, um, if that's what it takes for us to listen before we speak. And if we don't listen first, we are committing the sin of judging others. See, if you think something needs to come to light in someone's life, that thing probably is not yours to expose, right? My encouragement is to let God take care of it. Your job is to listen first, to try to understand before judging someone's struggle. You know, Jesus said, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. So do to others as you would have them do to you. We listen in love and we let God be the judge. So that's my challenge. I think how we can apply this portion of scripture to our life today. Hopefully you are able to do the same. Let's take a few moments here on this Friday and just close out in prayer. God, thank you for uh, getting us through another week. We made it to the end of the week. For many of us, we have a weekend ahead of us where uh, no responsibilities. And for some of us, we still work on the weekends, but um, God, we all kind of universally recognize Friday as the end of a a week. And so um, we just thank you for just another opportunity um, to look back and to see all that you've done in our lives or how you spoke to us. And maybe in times that we truly didn't um, understand uh, or really realize that you were speaking to us. God, you maybe use the words from someone as encouragement or correction, or God, you use songs and it just kind of hit home for us. And so, God, we thank you for that. Thank you for this week. Thank you for an opportunity this weekend just to uh, focus in on you. Uh, It's March. And so, God, we just pray that this next month, as we get closer to Easter, we can truly begin to see you around us. God, we love you. We praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, if you are listening to this at the start of your day, we uh, just hope you have an amazing Friday. If you're listening to this towards the end of your day, hope it was great. But more importantly, I think and hope that uh, your your weekend is amazing. Your Saturday is amazing. So we'll be back tomorrow. And just remember, we take Sundays off um, because it's a church day. And we pray that you would uh, go to church wherever that looks like. If that's Grace Point in Wichita or wherever your home church is, uh, we encourage you to do that as well. So have an amazing uh, weekend. We'll see you tomorrow. 
be blessed and experience life to the fullest as Jesus intended it for you.